This is Trice Talk, Minipod for Saturday night, June the 12th, 2021. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Minipod. Uh, Tonight I'm going to share an article I found on Mike Huckabee's Morning Edition newsletter. Uh, It's actually from uh, yesterday, Friday. And um, the title of this particular segment of his newsletter is called Evolution of a Bill or how to create a monster. Now, if you uh, listen to segments of uh, Minipod, you'll see that I use a, a lot of Mike Huckabee's stuff because uh, he has a variety of articles every time he comes out with his newsletter, which is normally twice a day. And I will be posting this uh, newsletter to Facebook uh, after the show. And you can go in there and read uh, some of these, some of the sources that are in this article that you can refer to to get more in-depth information. So I'm going to start out here. Uh, let's switch over to our old friendly Podbeam background music and see how well that'll work for us tonight. Um, so it starts out by saying we have to pass the bill so you can find out what is in it. Remember those words? That was Nancy Pelosi talking to her colleagues about the monstrous Affordable Care Act. And of course, they did pass it on a slim, completely partisan vote without even knowing the details of what they were passing. How could they? The bill, like too many comprehensive bills, ran thousands of pages. And if you've ever tried to read one of those bills, because every occasionally uh, in the last uh, year and a half, I guess, more or less, uh, when there's an article that contains segments of these bills, especially these voting rights bills and things that have been tossed around here in the last uh, year or so. I try to read through there. So I, when, when I talk about them on, on the uh, Trice Talk Live podcast, or if I happen to use something from them for the mini pods, I try to, you know, kind of have a little bit of background on there. And these things are hard to read. 
I mean, and I'm, I'm just trying to read segments of maybe four or five pages sometimes. I can't imagine having to read over a thousand pages of some of these bills that they put in there. So, um, you know, I, I can, I can understand why somebody would say, well, you know, we're going to have to pass the thing before, so we can find out what's in it. Well, that's a crazy statement. And we all say, it's like, you know, would you sign a contract to buy a car without seeing the car first and, and driving it and knowing what you're getting? At least I wouldn't think most people would. But of course, then they're not spending our money, are they? I mean, I'm sorry. They're not spending their money, are they? They're spending our money. And most people don't, is not as careful spending other people's money as they are their own. So I'll go back to the article. But today I'd like to talk about the content of another such comprehensive bill that has just passed the Senate. Originally called the Endless Frontier Act, it's designed to compete technologically with China, which is certainly a laudable goal, and the name Endless Frontier sounds great in that context. However, in medical research, there are some frontiers that we should think about long and hard before we cross, if indeed we ever do. Our curiosity about the development of this bill started building on Thursday when Tammy Bruce on Fox News Primetime did a segment on its potential to fund research on chimeras, organisms that combine the DNA of humans and other animals. What? I mean, this is, I mean, we've seen this kind of stuff in movies. We saw it, uh, I believe, in the first Mission Impossible movie, Tom Cruise. I think it was Chimera in that first one, or maybe that was the second one. I'm not, maybe it was the second one, now that I'm thinking about it. Sorry about that. It's been a while since I've seen that series. But anyway, uh, Chimera was uh, a disease that, uh, or a virus that they were trying to... Uh, to get back from the bad guys in that particular movie. Anyway, here's a, uh, let's see, we'll skip that because that's a link to another article about that very thing, which I may use for to, uh, tomorrow night's episode of uh, Tristalk Live because it talks about the, the Chimera research. So I may end up using that some tomorrow night uh, for the live episode goes on to say the Endless Frontier Act was introduced by New York Senator Chuck Schumer, which alone sends up a red flag, but it's got bipartisan support with six Republican and seven Democrat co-sponsors. The final 1,445 page bill passed the Senate on Friday after being rebranded by Schumer as the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act. Who could be against innovation and competition? Well, you know, if, if I break away from the article again, if you've paid attention, if you paid attention since the Democrats have been in charge of Congress, 
you notice that they tend to name these bills some funky little thing that they think that uh, sounds cutesy so their followers can you know fall in behind and support these things because they sound good they sound like something that oh well you know who would be against that that'd be like saying uh, the the uh, National Patriot Act you know but just because it has a name you need to make sure you know what's in it you need to make sure all facets on 1445 pages do you think there might be some things in there that we should be worried about history says yes all right back to the article but one thing the Chinese apparently are working on is this kind of trans species research in fact as Bruce reported they've actually created human monkey embryos that live 20 days in a lab so are we going to compete with China on that kind of innovation what could possibly go wrong with that in May numerous amendments were introduced one of them brought by GOP senator James Langford of Oklahoma and Steve Danes of Montana and Mike Braun of Indiana would have outlawed the type of experimentation that hybridizes human and animal DNA through bioengineering some sometimes called chimera research some scientists call this area of experimentation Pandora's box heard that term in a number of movies as well with good reason we've already seen how research from China Chinese labs in this case gain-of-function manipulation on coronaviruses can inflict disaster on the world recall that funding for gain-of-function was banned during the Obama administration but that it happened anyway when the NIAID National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease funded an intermediary group that in turn funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology I mean come on don't we know about these kind of tactics I mean people are moving money around illegally all the time to hide it from the IRS But the amendment to Schumer's bill outlawing the funding of Chimera research did not pass. And the Senate went on to pass their comprehensive bill without it. I'm sure there are some excellent provisions in this bill, but how could any pro-life Republican senator have possibly supported it, absent that amendment? Without it, we might very well be funding research using human embryos and other fetal tissues. But the bill passed 68 to 32. Do the math. Think those experiments aren't going on? Wrong. Then there's another link uh, to an article about fetal tissue mice funding disclosure. All right, here's another reference to a report. At the time, the bill was to cost $130 billion, and Republicans chaffed at that at first. 
The Republican Study Committee in the House had dubbed it the Endless Pork Act, which I'm sure is accurate. Yet some Republicans, though it didn't go far enough and needed important amendments, as it stands, said Florida Senator Rick Scott, much of the Endless Frontier Act will not effectively counter communist China's aggression. A slush fund to universities with little security and oversight isn't the answer. He had proposed amendments, he said, to secure American innovation, protect our national security, and hold China accountable and put American interests first. At that time, Senator Bill Haggerty of Tennessee said, while I am still reviewing the hundreds of pages that comprise this legislation, it is my belief that this bill will need to be seriously improved through the amendment process to attract broad support. Enhancing U.S. research and development is an important part of countering communist China, but that alone is not enough for the Senate to say it has checked the box and held the regime accountable. One House aide, a Republican, told Fox News that China is really breathing a sigh of relief because the bill, as much as it costs, won't do much. He said it should require disclosure for all think tanks that are funded by the Chinese government. Of course it should. And also sanction the CCP, Communist Chinese Party's United Front Work Department. Good idea. There's a reference to another article that says what they do in in regards to that. A later story from May 27th by Sam Dorman of Fox News gets to the meat of what happened with the Chimera Amendment. The Senate narrowly rejected an amendment geared towards criminalizing research that created chimeras or human-animal hybrids in expectation that the federal government could lift a moratorium on funding for those projects. This would have been a way to provide a check on the National Institute of Health possibly lifting its moratorium on Chimera research. There's a link to another article about that as well. There's a ton of links in this particular segment of uh, Huckabee's newsletter. On a party line vote, 48 Republicans approved the amendment Senators Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee and Tom Tillis of North Carolina inexplicably did not vote. Where were they? And the one Democrat who might have defied his his party, you know, Senator Joe Manchin, didn't vote either. These three could have made the difference in the vote. Currently, the International Society for Stem Cell Research has guidelines that we should all find reassuring 
too bad you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice right now, he says. This research must proceed incrementally, stopping at well-defined time points to assess the degree and scope of chimerism during the development before proceeding to full gestation. If full gestation is one of the well-defined goals of the research. To avoid unpredictable and widespread chimerism, researchers should endeavor to use target chimerism strategies to limit chimerism to a particular organ system or region of the gestating chimeric animal. Good Lord, that's a lot to throw out there. So you feel better, Huckabee says. It occurs to me that the way we put our bills together is itself kind of like making a chimera. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Sometimes it dies, or maybe just part of it dies. But let's see what we come out with in the end. It might be something that we should never have let see the light of day. So like I said, there's several references to other articles that when I post this, if you want, you can look at each one. Uh, I have not had a chance to review those yet, but I, like I said, I'm probably going to use the one about um, some of this Chimera uh, funding for tomorrow night on uh, Tristalk Live. But it goes back, and, and I've said a number of times on uh, Tristalk Live that I, I cannot understand. I mean, I think probably the first time I really became aware of how loaded these bills would be in Congress. No wonder it takes them so long to put these things together. No wonder it's so hard to vote on these things in Congress. Why can't we have bills that are targeted specifically for a function. Let's say if we want to have health care, why shouldn't everything in there only be about health care and in a narrow channel of subjects, things that are necessary uh, to the performance of this bill? There shouldn't be any riders on these things. You know, some little old rinky dink project in another state gets tacked on there. So you know, that's the only chance it has of getting passed. And that's that's the, um, that's what's so wrong about what they do in Congress. They know some of these things would not pass if they were on their own. They know that if they didn't tie a lot of this crap together, that there's no way that people would vote for a bill that says uh, we're going to pay for, uh, I don't know, uh, redecorating uh, I don't know some some I don't know I, I, I can't nothing comes to mind or let's say painting the streets around a federal courthouse in a particular state capital or something with um, you know Black Lives Matter logos on the street like they did in Washington was it Washington no I guess it was New York City they did it I believe I think they did some in Washington, D.C. as well. But that's the only thing that could pop in my head right this second. But there are things, bills, 
that they attach into these larger bills that would never see the light of day if they were on their own. And if that's the truth, if that's the truth, that they couldn't pass on their own, why are they allowed to pass just because you tack them onto something, you know, one minute thing that people need, like what they tried to do or what they did do, you know, with uh, uh, the COVID relief packages last year and this year. Why they had to fight over them so much? Because they were trying to tack a bunch of crap in there that really had nothing to do with COVID relief. They, they, they saw that as an opportunity to get these little pet projects passed. Why do we allow that? Does that not bother you as a taxpayer that these these people we send to Washington, D.C., and we pay their salary, and we pay for their perks, we pay for their health care, we pay for everything, and they go and make these kind of decisions and pass these kind of bills, and we're okay with that? I think it's insane to have a bill that's 1,400 pages long because they know people aren't going to read them. The only people that know exactly what's in them are the people that put the crap in there in the first place. And then they only know what probably what their particular crap is, yet they may not know what the important stuff is. I think like a lot of things that have come up in the last few years, you know, we as voters in this country need to make our voices heard. We need to tell our representatives, you've got to stop putting these things in there. Bills should be, I I can't say how many pages they should be because it really depends on what it is, but they should be subject specific. It seems like if you wrote a bill that was only like 35, 45 pages long on a particular thing that we need, Uh, in this country, and I I understand something like infrastructure would probably be much longer than that, but there are things, like I'm saying, I'm going back to these pet project things that they add as writers to these bills. Those things should be, if they're going to be introduced at all, they should be introduced individually. And if they're not worthy of being passed, then they shouldn't be passed. They shouldn't be passed just so somebody can get a, a COVID relief paycheck. But that's what they do. And why aren't we pissed off about that? Why don't people every day that it matters to, why aren't you saying something? Saying something to your friends, your neighbors, your family, and then passing that on to your representative saying, we're tired of this. Even challenge them after a bill like this passes challenge them, ask them what's in that bill. Do you know what's in those 1400 pages of that bill? Do you know everything that's in there? And if they can't answer that positively, then say, why in the hell did you vote for it? What if there's some little section in there where somebody's sneaking some money over some more money over to the Wuhan lab in China? So we can help them develop uh, viruses that they can use on us or the rest of the world. 
to try to bring the world to its knees and have China be the only one standing. So I'm, I'm passionate about this bill thing. A lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. I'm for term limits for senators and House of Representatives. I'm I'm for term limits of all all people in public office. But I'm also for cutting these bills down to specific things, single specific things, and only those things that fall in line with that, that it's, it's necessary to, uh, to uh, make that bill effective if it passes, should be subject specific and stop this 1400 page crap that not ever nobody reads the whole thing all right so that's from huckabee but this this thing about trying to create a human animal basically is what they were talking about and they cre- they created a human monkey You know, we've been watching movies about this stuff for a long time. And now it looks like it's not going to be referred to as fiction anymore. All right. So that'll do it for that uh, Huckabee article. And like I say, I'm going to post this on Facebook. So if you want to look at it, and click on those individual articles. Although uh, I'm, I will be doing uh, some more on one of these tomorrow night on Trice Talk Live Sunday. All right. I appreciate you spending a little time with me tonight. And uh, if you're downloading, listening to this segment, and I hope you'll join Dennis Lee and myself tomorrow night, Sunday night live, Trice Talk at We've, we've bumped the time from 9.30 to 10, moved it back a little bit. Uh, 9.30 proved to be a little bit of a challenge for both Dennis Lee and myself uh, when we're working. Sometimes we do not get in until around 8 o'clock, so to be ready for a 9.30 show is a little bit of a stretch sometimes. So hopefully the 10 o'clock change uh, will still work for everyone. So be sure and join us tomorrow night, please. And call in and talk with us if you have anything on your mind. We uh, would love to have some callers um, and and hear what they have to say about things that are going on right now. All right. So I'm going to get Nairobi going here and... uh, Hopefully see y'all tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Donald Wayne, and this has been Minipod. Stay safe, everybody.